Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Black Gay and Ill, a podcast built on diversity, vulnerability, and authenticity. I'm your host, Ryan Goldsmith, and thank you guys so much for deciding to tune in again this week. I super duper appreciate it. Now, um, I do understand that I'm a little late this week. It's been kind of hectic. We've had inventory prep all week, and that is super duper stressful. Uh, late nights, just a shit ton of work to do. Also, I still fucking hate my job, so it's kind of hard to stay motivated to do anything else. Cut me some slack. We are here now, and this episode is going to be great. It's going to be super insightful, and I'm super excited to share everything with you guys. Now, here at Black Gay and Ill, we do something I like to call a weekly recap, where I kind of like to fill you guys in on how I've been this week, what's been going on, how I've been feeling, if it was a good or a bad week, and just all around my mental mental state. So this week was pretty okay. It wasn't too bad. Again, work was super duper heavy. We just, we had so much to do with inventory prep and it kind of take, kind of took the focus away from everything else. Um, so all I've really been doing is just like working and coming home and sleeping. We, John and I actually had a pretty eventful week this week. We went out a lot to, we went out to dinner and then Saturday we went to a coffee shop called Commissary. Um, it's a coffee shop by day, and I think they call it a, a speakeasy by night. I don't fucking know what that is. But basically, uh, they get rid of everything. Not get rid of everything, but they turn all of the coffee shit into, like, a bar. And they have, like, a lot of house-brewed shit, like beer. And then they just have some mixed drinks and some wines. And it's super, super great. The vibe is great. Um, so that was pretty exciting. Work within itself, aside from the fact that we had inventory prep, it wasn't as bad as last week. I know I I was, it was, last week was terrible for me. The week before, sorry, not last week. But it wasn't as bad, but still I hate it there. Um, the, there. The team is just really interesting. Nobody really gives a fuck about that place. And the manager that actually runs the store kind of just disappeared for a fucking week, said she had COVID. She disappeared and that was kind of that. There was limited communication, it, it was, it was, it was just, it was interesting, but all in all, it was an okay week. I still cannot wait to go to my fucking store, but there's really nothing I can do about that now. Uh, but it, I'm really excited to record for you guys today. So if anything, I've been looking forward to this all week, which is kept me in really good spirits. Now this episode is titled insane in the membrane. Because I wanted to give you guys an insight as to what as the as to the thought process that myself and many other people have on a daily basis. Now, this shit is gonna sound ridiculous to you guys. Um, and in the moment, I mean, and hearing it out loud, it, it does sound ridiculous to myself, but in the moment, we don't think of it that way. Trigger warning. Again, I do not have a script. I kind of just say what the fuck I feel in the moment. So there could be some talk about suicide, some talk about addiction, some talk about drug abuse, some talk about violence, uh, just any anything graphic in general. So I'd like to give a trigger warning before every episode just to kind of prepare you guys for something like that. Now, I do want to kind of touch on, I want to take it back to my childhood just a little bit for just a second, just to kind of give you guys a backstory of when I feel like these thoughts started to develop. And I'm laughing because this shit is actually kind of funny um, when I when I think about it. And before I, like, I say everything out loud, I'm like thinking about it. I'm like, I was really fucked up as a kid. Um, I've always been super awkward, 
So I just remember being in like social settings and having conversations with other children. And we would be like talking about, I don't know, fucking SpongeBob or shit, or whatever the fuck kids used to talk about. And I would be like, what if he just punched me in my face? <laughs> like that would be a thought that I would have. And I would be like dead ass serious in my mind. Like what if he just punched me? Like what if in the middle of my sentence or the middle of his sentence, he balled up his eight-year-old fist and just decked me right in my shit? I cannot tell you. I have no idea where that thought came from. I don't know why anybody would punch me for no reason. But in that moment, it just seemed like the appropriate thing to say. I can remember a time vividly where I was talking to this guy. I obviously don't remember his name, but we were kids and we were just sitting there. And I think I had like left the conversation mentally because when I came back, he was looking at me. He was like, why are you looking at me like that? And I was like, how am I looking at you? And he was like, you're frowning at me. And I just thought we were having a conversation. And I guess I was like frowning at this dude because I was like thinking about him punching me and then us just like fighting. And I think we were on like the playground during recess or some shit and us just like fighting. And I created this entire scenario in my head and it was ridiculous. <laughs> um, and all I could say was, I'm sorry. <laughs> like I didn't know what else to say, but I was really me mugging this dude at the thought of him punching me and i think that was in like i was like eight or nine so that was like second or third grade and from there it would just spiral um i can also remember a day where i, I this is not a particular day actually this is just like several situations i can remember several instances where i would sit and I would think, I would be like, okay, so I have to throw this piece of paper away. Or it could be like a piece of paper or a fucking apple core or something. I have to throw this thing away. The trash can is X, X feet, X amount of feet away. And I can take this path or I can take this path. And I would just look and I would see how many people were around each path that I could take. And I would be like, okay, well, if I take this path, I'll get there quicker, but maybe more people will see me. But if I take this path, it'll be a little bit longer. So I'll be up for a little longer, but I can like, I don't know, hit this wall. So not as many people will see me. And that I'm telling you right now, that is a fucking problem. Like if you have to practice or write out a blueprint in your mind for you to go throw a piece of paper away that's an issue it's not normal <laughs> so i would have a piece of paper or something and i would be like okay i have to get up and throw this away i have to get up and throw this away which foot am i going to step out of my desk with which way am i going to go first how am i going to get to this trash can and back before somebody snaps my neck like this was real real life shit like i felt like i was in a movie and i would go and I, I would throw it away and then on my way back and then getting getting back to my chair would just be such a victory inside my mind. Like, I can't even explain it. I would be like, I did it and I'm a bad bitch and you can't tell me shit. I would feel so powerful about getting up and deciding to throw away that piece of paper. Like, you guys just don't even understand. Something else that I go through a lot um, that stemmed from childhood is coughing or sneezing around people that I don't know. So I could be like on a bus or I could be in a store. Oh shit, and it's been real bad since COVID started. But I do this thing where if no one's, like if I'm by myself and no one's with me and there's like a crowd of people, I'll do like a grunt. I'll do like a <clears throat> instead of just coughing. And I cannot tell you, <laughs> it's much 
easier to just fucking cough. Less people will look at you if you just decide to cough rather than grunting like a fucking gorilla in the middle of a 7-Eleven. I have absolutely no idea why I said 7-Eleven. I haven't been to a 7-Eleven in years. And I don't think I've ever been to a 7-Eleven in Indiana. The earliest memory I have of a 7-Eleven is Lexi and I went to fucking Rhode Island. And there was a 7-Eleven there. I don't know, a Kroger or Walmart or whatever the fuck is in Indiana. But I just think it's so funny the links that we go through um, when we are creating these scenarios in our heads to kind of feel normal. And we just make ourselves as unnormal as we possibly fucking can and i think that is so hilarious like i wonder what some other people feel will happen if they just decide to cough in public like i have a vivid memory of not too long ago i was in a store i don't know what i was doing but i started coughing and i was coughing real hard and this man looks over at me and he's like are you good and i thought my life was over i was like i cannot believe this man had the audacity to check in and make sure that i was okay like i couldn't i couldn't understand that i was like why would you vocalize your disdain for me coughing when in reality he probably was just genuinely concerned because we weren't standing too far apart and this was in the middle of a pandemic so he probably was like get the fuck away from me but also even if you do feel that way, please just don't say anything. Like, look away, scoot up, do everything you can, but do not acknowledge the cough. Whatever you do, do not acknowledge the fucking cough because that makes everything 10 times worse. My apologies for going on a tangent about this particular thought process, but I thought this one was super funny. I can remember a time as a teenager when I was big into youth group, um, I was about 12, 13. Yeah, I think it was like 12 or 13 and I got into youth group and I just remember that that is what started it all. Like I was around other teenagers and I was in these groups and we would take these trips and we would do all these things and I would constantly have these internal battles within myself because I started to develop like friend groups and I would be like, do these people even like me? Like, I feel like they hate me. Why are they talking to me? Why aren't they talking to me today? Did what I say come off as rude? Oh my goodness, their tone with me was really weird. They're texting me. Why are they texting me like this? Like, did they mean it this way? And from there, it just snowballed. So from childhood to early teenagehood or whatever the fuck, early adolescence, I don't know what it's called, um, <laughs> all the way into adulthood. I find myself having these internal battles every day and it's so interesting for me to have to pretend to be normal um, on the outside when on the inside I am screaming at myself to just fucking go throw away the piece of paper or to just cough. And I think it's interesting to when we connect those kind of things with mental illness like one day I could be like fabulous because the thoughts aren't that intrusive that day. The next day I could be super irritable and you could be like, I wonder what the fuck Ryan's problem is. And I wish I could tell you what Ryan's problem was. It's It can be extremely draining to have to go back and forth and to question every single decision that you make every day. Something as simple as a pair of fucking socks. I can't tell you how long it takes me to pick out a pair of socks like, if I can't wear 
not the, necessarily the exact same pair, but like the same style of sock every day, it's a problem for me. It gives me so much anxiety to have to go through a drawer full of socks and pick socks because the socks that I have don't all fit the same and I can feel it all day and it drives me bonkers and I can't handle it. So I have to sit and try on each pair of socks unless I know that it is like, unless I have my favorite ones clean, then that's fine. But if I don't, I have to sit and try on socks to make sure they fit, make sure they're not too tight at the ankle, make sure they're not pulling on my toes. Like it's just, it's weird. And th these are just the smallest things I go through every single day. I don't know if any of you have this, but Whenever you take um, a dish or a fork out of the drawer or the dishwasher, like how how many of you wish you had a fucking microscope to see what was on it? Like I will take a fork and damn near stab my eyes out trying to see in between the teeth of the fork to see if there's anything hiding or if there's anything crawling. Like it's just crazy. And I try to do things like this like when I'm alone because God forbid John walk in in the kitchen on me fucking staring down a fork he's gonna be like what are you doing and i would be so embarrassed i think the worst the thing the only thing worse than the thoughts are the actual like what if this actually happens like the reaction to the thoughts i guess is worse than anything to me but i think it's interesting to 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 sit and actually talk about this out loud because when I'm in the moment, it's so crippling and it's it drives me crazy. But now that I'm saying it out loud, I am cracking up and it is so funny to me. But I wanted to go through a list of thoughts that I actually had this week that I thought you guys would enjoy. I didn't fucking enjoy them in the moment, but I feel like you guys would enjoy hearing them out loud. So the first one is... I was at work, I was on lunch break, and in the back room, the lights are like motion activated. So you come in, they go, they come on, you leave out, they turn off after a certain amount of time. So they're super, they're not really that great. I was sitting at the break table and sometimes they'll just cut off in the middle of break if you're not making any noise or moving too much. Like they can't, you have to be a certain height for them to be activated. And I'm sitting down. I'm already short, but I'm sitting down. So I'm not at the height to activate the sensors. So the lights shut off. And I was fine for maybe, maybe a minute and a half. And then there was a thought that popped up in my head. Like, what if someone just comes out of one of these boxes and slits your throat? Why in the fuck would anybody be in a box waiting for the lights to go off to attack me? Like, why? And I, I, I can't tell you why. It just happened and I freaked out. I got up and I cut my brake short and I went back out onto the sales floor. I was over it. I was like, I don't want to eat anything anymore. I'm over it. I was terrified and it was not funny in the moment. But now that I'm thinking about it, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> because you have to think, first of all, they have to put the work in to get, get past everybody on the sales floor to get into that box. And I think there were quite a few people um on the sales floor second of all our door to our back room is loud as fuck so we would hear anybody going into that back room from the cash wrap so if anybody were to come like if we were to hear the door open we would know and then you have to be small enough to fit into one of our boxes and hide there for a while and wait for me to get comfortable and wait for the lights to shut off to get out 
come over to where I'm sitting and slit my throat. So in that moment, I didn't think about any of those things. I just knew, not even that, the thought in within itself is just fucking ridiculous. Aside from all of the logistics of everything, just why? Why would anybody do that? Like, why would anybody do that? And I didn't think about that in the moment. But after after I thought about it, like after, like later on in the day, I was like, why didn't you just sit down and eat? Like, why do you have to be this way? So that was one. And that one's probably my favorite one. The next few thoughts are kind of just like generalized statements, not anything that really happened this week, but these are just some of the things that I notice pop up in my head kind of frequently. So the first, well, the second one is I always think everyone is lying to me. I, you could tell me that your shirt is blue and I would have to see it to believe it. I don't know why. I couldn't tell you why. I just, I ha- every, I, like, for instance, my one of my bosses was out sick this week. And my vacation starts uh, this week. So it starts this week. She left last week. And I still thought you had to quarantine for 10 days per CDC guidelines, but it's shortened. And in my head, I was like, oh, my gosh, she's lying to me. Why did she do this before my vacation? Maybe she just doesn't want me to have a vacation. Maybe she just wants me to work so she can have another vacation. I can tell you for a fact, she would never do anything like that. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me. (laughs) I have a problem. And I did all of that worrying for no reason because she's coming back tomorrow and it's going to be great. I feel like... Who else can relate? Like, I don't know. I I don't know why I feel like everyone is lying to me. And it could be about the smallest things. I'm going to talk to my therapist about that because there's got to be some underlying trauma that connects to that because I don't know why I feel like everyone's always lying to me. The next one is texting versus calling. So I have a, a huge problem with this one because if you know me, you know not to ever fucking call me. Do not call me. I hate to talk on the phone. I don't like anything that makes me feel like it's an obligation. I do not like to have to sit and carry a conversation, especially since I don't, I just, I just don't like to talk on the phone. But if you text me, I'm not really good at texting back. And I do get kind of get annoyed quick because I think it's really easy to misunderstand someone's tone in a text. So for instance, my other boss, I have a lot of workplace related problems, apparently. My other boss was out on PTO while this was happening. And I sent her a text to have a touch base. And she replied to me, it is my last day of PTO besides inventory at your home store i will be back in business fully tomorrow i can send you dates then and to me what i heard was bitch stop fucking texting me i'm on pto that is not even close to what she said like i just i feel like her tone was really snappy because she was probably annoyed which she probably was like i probably wasn't the only one calling her and texting her because i knew she was in business but but also on the other hand why the fuck are you in business if you're on pto but anyway i digress but I misunder- I'm pretty sure I misunderstood the text. I'm pretty sure she was not upset with me. I just, I think everything is an attack towards me and I don't know why. I'm saying that a lot in this episode because I'm genuinely confused. I don't fucking know why. But yeah, don't call me. Um, 
and also don't text me. Just don't fucking talk to me, apparently. Um, I find myself, I think I do this because I want this reciprocated. I find myself going out of my way to be overly nice in a text. So I'll send you 50 emojis. I'll say LOL after everything, just so you understand that either I'm joking or I'm not upset at something you said, because I feel like everyone is pissed off when they text me back. So don't call me, don't text me, don't contact me at this point. <laughs> the next one I always am afraid that I'm going to get a noise complaint for my TV being too loud. So I live in an apartment and our walls aren't too thin, but they're thin enough. I can always hear my neighbors arguing. So I'll be sitting here by myself and I'll turn the TV up and down and up and down and up and down because one, it's too low because I, I can't hear shit. Um, I have terrible hearing or it's loud enough to the point to where I'm like, can they hear my TV? Like, I don't want anybody to hear my TV. Like, I don't want to be a nuisance. So I'll turn it up and down and up and down. And I, when I sit here by myself and I do it, I look like, I just look crazy. Like, <laughs> and it's not like one or two notches. I'll turn it from like 26 to like 14 and then up to 30 and then to 16. Like, it's just like crazy. And I think it's hilarious. The next one this one is kind of interesting. I'm constantly worried that I have a disease. So I am one of those people that will Google any symptoms knowing that I have like a mental issue. I will Google symptoms and that will just send me over the edge. And I actually, nobody really knows this except John. I actually go to the emergency room a lot. <laughs> I go to the ER a lot for every little thing because I am afraid that I'm going to abruptly die because I didn't pay attention to that chest pain or that headache or the fact that my throat was sore. And my medical bills ain't looking too cute, y'all. <laughs> just to give y'all a little tea. But I, I always think I'm dying. Like... And people like say that every day, like joke, 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 but not. Nah, ain't no jokesies over here, bitch. My light, my, not my light bill. My hospital bills are through the fucking roof because I don't know how to sit down and just breathe and stay off of Google because Google is not your friend. So I think that one's pretty interesting. Not as funny because it's actually causing some issues, but I think it's pretty interesting. This next one is not that funny, but it is. I feel like everyone hates me um when i sit in my thoughts for too long it always circles back to people who really just don't fucking like you and it's fine at, to a certain extent like it's fine that people at work don't like me or like the bitch from not the bitch oh my god the person from starbucks that i had an exchange with earlier didn't like me but like i start to be like your partner hates you. Your sisters don't like you. Your best friends don't like you. And that's when it becomes a problem because I, that's when I'm like, okay, what is happening? Like, why don't they like me? And I create different situations for different people as to why they don't like me. Um, for, for example, my best friend came and spent some time with me this weekend and she just got a boyfriend. Shout out to you, girly. And she sat on the phone with her stupid fucking boyfriend the entire night. And I was so annoyed. I was like, this bitch came over here to talk to her boyfriend literally all night. She could have stayed home. And I was so annoyed. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get drunk and I'm going to go to bed. And I thought about that all day, all night. And then the next day, 
And I was like, I can't believe this bitch came over here just to talk to her boyfriend. But it's little things like that. And I'm like, does she not like me? Am I boring? Should I have done something differently? And it's little things like that. When in reality, she just wanted to talk to her fucking boyfriend. Like, it's not that deep. And I have a hard time coming to that realization because I, again, take everything as a personal attack because I feel like I am the main character in everyone's story. And that is not true. And I have trouble understanding that. Something else I need to talk to my therapist about uh, Wednesday. But yeah, moving on. I have this thing... And I feel like maybe this is something that everyone can relate to, not just someone with a mental illness. I have this thing where I'll go through before I leave the house. Um, if I'm here alone, I'll ch and I'll do it before I leave. And when I get back, if I'm alone, I'll check all the closets just to make sure there's no one in there. Because apparently within the time that I've woken up and the time that I'm leaving the house, someone has loudly broken in and hidden into one of the closets and the dogs completely missed it and they didn't bark at all um so i'll go through and i'll check all the closets i'll i'll check in the fucking let me move my bang and scoot closer to my microphone i'll check in the fucking washer and dryer to see if anyone is hiding no i don't think you heard me i'll check in the washer and dryer to see if anyone is hiding in the washer and dryer so I'll check all the closets, I'll check the washer and dryer, and then I'll make sure um, I leave a light on for the girls, and then I'll lock the door, and then I'll wiggle the door again, and then I'll unlock it, open it, and then I'll lock the door again, wiggle it, make sure it's closed, and then I'll go, and then I'll get to fucking work, or wherever I'm going, and I'll be like, did I lock the door? And that is the craziest shit I've ever heard in my life. I just want to circle back. Who's hiding in my dryer, do you think? I have a single unit washer and dryer like a stackable no one's fitting in that and if you are like you deserve to be in there kudos to you but i, I like i checked the clock i have a problem and my therapist kind of dissected that like earlier on in my i guess like my relationship with her she was like it sounds like you got some some things going on there and we actually did a psych eval and there was something that popped up from that so good to know that i am crazy but i'm not crazy so i, I love that one uh this is my favorite one because i'm doing it now um rambling and jumbled thoughts so i can never tell a story from point a to point b they're always, I have, I have such disorganized thoughts, it's not even funny. Because I'll start a story, and then I'll be good. And then I'll venture off into, oh, but this is important to the story. It probably has nothing to fucking do with the story. I'll venture off, and I'll tell little tidbits as to why I feel like this is important in the story. And then I'm back on track, and then I'll venture off. Oh, did you remember that time? And then I'll cut, circle back, and then I'll keep going. And I do, I notice myself doing it with the podcast. And since I'm not really good at editing yet, I just have to fucking, like, y'all get to see the real, 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 I guess. Because I am just such a disorganized speaker. If I don't have a script, it's a problem. <laughs> But I kind of enjoy that because you guys can actually see that there is a little something going on up here as to why. But I couldn't tell you what what it is. It just, I guess it adds a little pizzazz to my story, a little spice to my story. But in the, when I'm doing like job interviews or something important like that, it's a fuck, it's an issue because no employer wants to be like, okay, so tell me about yourself. Okay, well, my name is Ryan. I'm 25. Also, I really like that blue shirt that you have on. Oh, I got one from the store. Like, there's no, there's no reason for any of that. And I have to figure out what I can do to fix that. 
Oh, this is my last one. And this is the biggest one. And this one, I know where this stems from. I can circle it back to my childhood. See, rambling again. The last one is I make everyone else anxious. And I know that comes from my fucking mom because I would be doing shit or I would be doing something, anything like a nervous tick. Like I'll be clicking a pen or like tapping my foot or something, or I'll be like standing over her, like swaying back and forth. And she'd be like, sit the fuck down or stop. You're making me nervous. You're making my nerves bad. And I would be like, I'm sorry. Like I had no idea that what I'm doing was so connected to you. But also my mom had her own issues, so I can see where she was coming from. Because when people, like, slam things, or they tap on things, or they just make repetitive noises, like, I get almost irritated, and I get angry, and I'm like, can you please? And so I, I kind of feel what she's coming from, but I, I used to, I'll do things, and I'll be like, I wonder if my anxiety is making everyone else in here uneasy. So I'll try to, like, pull back, but then that turns to me becoming reserved, and I'll shut down and stop talking, and then everyone's like, Ryan, what's wrong? Are you okay? What's going on? And I'm like, bitch, I'm just trying to survive. That is literally all that is happening right now. So yeah. I hope that you all enjoyed. That was just a little insight into what I go through on a daily basis. Um, next week, we're going to talk about friendships and relationships. I think I'm going to get into a little bit of trouble with that one because some people are going to find out some things that they didn't know and that they're not going to be too fond of, but it'll be an eye opener for all of us. So I'm hoping that everyone views it as that. Just a disclaimer, I love all my friends. I love all of you. So when you listen to this, don't fucking hate me. So thank you guys so much for tuning into Black Gay and Ill again this week. I appreciate it. I love all of you. And remember, it's not all bad because we do put the ill in trill. Have a good day, you guys.